At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Welcome to another Monday episode of Long Shots, the golf betting podcast that John Rom absolutely despises. I'm Kelly Bidlin. He's Wes Reynolds. And of course, he won another outright this week. I finished in second again. On the PGA Tour this week, this week, Wes, good to be talking to you here, my man, and congratulations on another outright victory. Yeah, thank you, uh, Chiarborn Olison. The Thunderbearer goes ahead and wins by four over at the Thailand Classic, 22-1, to one, uh, finishes four ahead of Yannick Paul. So now going into this week, of course, they're going to be in the Indian Open. Now his price gets cut in half when he wins. So, you know, it's just uh, I'm hitting him over there, but not over here because – uh, like, look, like I said in the uh, Visa newsletter last week uh, that that our COO Bill Eighty sends out every morning, you can't really go that far down the board yeah. in these elevated oh. events. But I didn't think you had to go to the top of the board every <laughs> single time because John Rom, by the way, has won three events this year: thirteen to two at the uh, Century Tournament of Champions in Capitalua. 13 to two at the American express, which wasn't an elevated event. And then last week at the Genesis, he was seven or 15 to two plus seven fifty. So John Rahm uh, has now won a little less than $10 million yeah. already. And we're not even to the end of February. Right? It is silly five times in his last nine times that he's teed up guys. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the pod rate and review and follow us all on Twitter at Kelly Bidlin for myself at Wes Reynolds one uh, for Wes on Twitter and at Matt Brown M two for Matt Brown. He is not with us today, Wes, because I'm pretty sure he is currently recovering from eating a ghost pepper chip of some kind on final countdown. So yes, uh, we talk about betting on the show and we're and we're serious because when we lose bets we have to pay him up and that's exactly what matt brown is doing right now and i believe from all reports around vison he is really paying for it so that is not why that is why you don't get matt brown today and you get me screwing up names and everything already reminder on monday's episodes what we'll always do here is do a quick recap of the event that just was and then a quick look ahead to the upcoming event this week that would be the honda classic a uh, tournament that i'm very familiar with having been there uh, for several years covering the event down in South Florida. Uh, Wes, we want to start, though, right there with John Rahm. Uh, obviously, this is a topic we have been discussing the past uh, couple episodes. His betting numbers, can, his outright numbers can hit and get shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, 
I was on Max Homa and Patrick Camley, uh, Matt Brown on Max Homa. I believe you were not on Homa this week, no. right? So you didn't get to play those uh, mind games with us. Uh, I know Matt and I both were able to get in on ROM live to mitigate some of the damage. I also did uh, was able to uh, get a dead heated first round leader bet home with Keith Mitchell. So that was nice. Made it a nice winning week for me. Yeah. Some finishing position bets, a heavy, heavy hedge on John Rom. We'll talk Tiger Woods in a little bit, but besides Tiger, your biggest takeaway is just kind of from the event uh, from last week at Riviera. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a good event. A lot of people were obviously complaining about the uh, hole number 10, uh, you know, different ways to play it. Uh, You could either go for it or you could lay up. Like, finally, Justin Thomas, after three rounds, is like, hey, I've got the length. I could try to go for the green here, and he finally did, and I think he finally birdied the hole. But just looking at some of the numbers, you're not going to beat John Rahm when he gains 11 and a half strokes on approach over four rounds. You're just not. And Max Homa came close considering the fact that he gained over 11 and a half strokes with the putter to finish (laughs) at 15 under uh, second place. I actually thought at one point there was a chance that Patrick Cantlay was actually going to steal this thing uh, going in because he kind of had gotten some separation. My closest guy was Colin Morikawa and he kind of fell back, had a very nice finish on Sunday though. Uh, Two, three, three. I'm like, I could have used that on Saturday, ended up finishing T six, but Patrick Cantlay, uh, I believe, ended up leading the field for strokes gained tee to green and ended up finishing third. Uh, a nice tournament for Matt Kuchar to finish top 10 was excellent yeah. tee to green. Uh, Will Zalatoris looks like he is back or at least close to being back after that back injury that uh, forced him off for the fall season. He played very well, finished fourth. Sahif Figala, T6, Keith Mitchell, another top five. He was also top five at Pebble Beach. So, a lot of guy, a lot of guys played very well this week. Uh, Rory McIlroy did not struggled on the weekend. Really didn't make anything. Lost on the greens, I think, all four days, and ended up finishing t twenty nine. So that's always the danger, by the way, mm-hmm. because I saw an exchange with uh, Matt Brown and uh, one of the people on the Twitter machine saying, "Oh, why don't you just bet the best player?" Well, I thought I did bet the best player with Roy McElroy, <laughs> and he didn't come close. That's the danger of this. You can do that in short field events. Yes. Like you can do that at like the tour championship or, you know, something where there's 30 or 40 guys in the field or even one of the live events, which have 48. You can bet the chalk. It's tough to do in a full field event, especially an elevated event with these quality of players. Yeah, and that that's really what I wanted to discuss uh, probably mainly today because there's a lot of I, – I think – there's a lot of that reaction right now, whether, uh, you know, whether, whether from, uh, I don't know, upset betters and Hey, I'm an upset golf better right now. Okay. This is uh after the amount of second place finishes on outrights I racked up last year. I've already got three this season and Rom's uh, Rom's burned me twice on Sundays. I mean, th- this is like me heading to the, t- heading to the counter to cash a ticket West. And he's just waiting there with a crowbar, taking him out mm-hmm. my knees every time mm-hmm. uh, right at the end, you know, the last final steps. But look, I understand there's a lot of people out there where this is, there is the wrong we need to put into perspective from what he's doing as a golfer and how incredible it is and how to continue to attack golf from a betting standpoint. And I think that is the big thing we need to talk about today because John Rahm, especially in events going forward, um, and what are we going to see him next, Wes? That would probably be Bay Hill. Is that what we're going to see him yeah, next? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Bay Hill being the next elevated event uh, in Orlando, the Arnold yeah. Palmer Invitational. 
or maybe he maybe he shows back up at the players. I would think that he would probably play Bay Hill. I think you're allowed to like skip one of the elevated events. Uh, maybe he elects to do that, but I wouldn't think so down in Orlando. I think that's going to be a really good field. Kind of get used to you know Florida now that we're starting the Florida swing. So probably Bay Hill. Yeah. So okay. So so what I want to hit on here is how do you react to and, and Wes Reynolds, who I love having on the I love I love having on any show. Obviously, we love talking to him on this podcast. This guy's depth of sports knowledge and sports betting knowledge, I I would put up against anybody, especially with his even if it's not expert level betting knowledge on every sport, Wes, there's not many sports that you don't have advice to bet on. And golf is definitely one of your top ones. So I want you to give your response, I guess, to a lot of people that are falling into the category now of John Rahm is the best golfer on tour. Why would you guys not be betting John Rahm every time he tees it up? He's won five out of his last nine events on tour. Yeah, look, it's it's a fair question. He leads in scoring average to this year, 68.4. That's the average round that he has shot on the PGA Tour this season. So, you know, you, but you've had this before. This is not exactly unprecedented. Yep. And I'm not even talking Tiger level in the early to mid 2000s. We had a run where it's like, okay, Jordan Spieth looks like the best player in the world. We've had a run with Rory. We've had it with DJ. We've had it with Brooks Kepka. I remember uh, one time when uh, Brooks won his third major. If uh, if when Gil Alexander asked me on a numbers game on Beeson, do you think Brooks Kepka is going to win double digit majors? Yep. And I and I, I I answered no, mainly because of injuries. And of course, those injuries have now materialized for Brooks Kepka. If you watched any of the uh, Netflix full swing, I think he was profiled heavily in the second episode along with Scotty Scheffler. But you know. You don't want to underreact, but you don't want to overreact either, I think, because there are still guys that are playing great golf out there. Mm -hmm. John Rahm's just playing the best. It's not like Scotty Scheffler is playing terrible. Right. It's not like, you know, any of these Max Homa, uh, you know, Rory McIlroy, even though he's kind of disappointed in the last couple of events, he's never too far right. from winning. He's already won this year, by the way, over at the Dubai Desert Classic. So, all of these guys, you know, Zalatoris, I thought, played very well here at Riviera. So a lot of these top 10, top 15 guys, they're never too far away from winning. And I always say that about these guys. And, you know, when you get a little bit of a drift, like, you know, that's what you wait on. That's what I did with Justin Thomas right. a couple of years ago at the Players' Championship when he got up to 25 to 1. I'm like, yep. yeah, I know he's not playing great, but he's reached that price threshold. Yep, you know, when you get a JT... Dustin Johnson, those type of players in, in that time frame that reach that threshold, that's when you have to go in and, and play the market. But, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, either if you don't want to fade John Rahm or you're uncomfortable doing it, you know, now you're getting him at the Masters where I've seen him as low as like seven to one. That's to win a major. Exactly. And I, I don't know about you, Wes, and this is where I, this is where I think we need to, to, to spend this conversation forward a bit. It's, it's I'm sorry. I'm never going to bet that. I'm never going to yeah. bet that on anybody yeah. in that type of field. This is, yeah. I'd much rather, um, did I, did I, did it cost me money this past weekend? Yes. That Max Homa didn't win. Of course I had an outright bet on him, but I'd much rather be in the position I was in on Sunday with a very live 25 and 28, well, eight to one ticket on Max Homa yeah. going in there and then having to hedge heavily on John Rahm, the best golfer in the world, because he's John Rahm. Obviously, I can't, I, I know he's going to be in it at the end. Um, 
but I don't, I don't, I just don't want novice golf betters to get in the, the, the idea out there that this is okay. This is John Rahm. He tees it up. He's going to win every single week. This is like a cash machine. Mm-hmm. If you bet, you bet seven to ones consistently on outrights in golf, in golf, that is going to burn you eventually. We yes. haven't seen anything, anything that could have sustained that. I mean, what since Tiger Woods mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when, but even that wasn't really sustainable because his odds kept getting adjusted. Right. I, this is, I think this is one of those from an outright markets. You're not going to keep beating the sports books over and over again. And guess what? Those odds are just going to continue to get shorter and shorter and shorter. And I'd look, I'd even argue I'd rather bet the guy live at plus 110 in the middle of Sunday's round where I know he's only got one guy, two guys that he's right. really going up against than 130 guys. Before the event goes off, no, right? No, it's, no, it's I'm, I'm with you because I, I was having a discussion with somebody on Twitter goes, maybe this is just going to be his year where it's going to remind you, and look, there's a lot of golf to be played here in 2023, but it's going to remind you of that BJ Singh season in 2004 where BJ Singh, people forget, they're like, oh, Tiger just dominated every year the entire decade. People forget BJ Singh won nine events yeah. in 2004. So maybe that is going to be with, with Rom, and that's why it's like, you know what? depending on how the leaderboard shakes out. And I thought you brought up a good example of yesterday when it's not condensed, Mm -hmm. when you don't have like six or seven guys within two shots, when you have, okay, Rom has basically got to be Patrick Cantlay and Max Homa because none of the other guys, you know, Mitchell, you could kind of tell Mitchell's Alatoris, by the way, had to shoot seven under to finish in the the top four. So nobody was really that close. A couple guys had fallen back. Morikawa fell back early. Uh, Keith Mitchell wasn't making anything. So he was that far enough ahead where it was like, okay, this is now a three guy tournament. And what I would urge betters to do, even if you're not involved, I mean, and you don't end up placing a bet, look online, whether it's DraftKings or whatever your book of choice they do update the live betting throughout the round and just watch. Maybe mm-hmm. don't even place a bet. Just yes. watch and see how the numbers move because you saw a lot of these guys that were on the first page of the leaderboard that didn't have a chance to win and they get out to like plus 20,000, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like they don't have a chance. So you could kind of tell because that it was basically Rom and Homa, you know, when Homa, when you had that two shot swing at 10 where Rom bogeyed and Homa birdied then Homa became a slight favorite, yes. but Rom, yeah. Rom, that Rom was not too far down. I think what was the max, maybe like a dollar 30 oh, man, or a dollar yeah, 40. On Rom. I, know, I know Matt yeah. got, Matt got in at a better plus price than I did. I don't remember what he said he got, but uh, best I, I, I was think able to dollar get, 50 was like the max. I can't imagine it was any more than that. Yeah. The best I was able to get was plus plus one ten, and then went back in on him on minus minus one twenty. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this is another, it's another huge win for Rom. Uh, this is, uh, it, it's an interesting time because we're going to talk about, uh, you know, li- all the live stuff versus PGA. Obviously you got the Netflix doc going on right now. It's mm-hmm. documenting some of that very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, I mean, Wes, I was worried about, I guess the field, not, you know, these fields not being as strong as what we've seen in years past, but man, no problem so far when you're getting this kind of, these kind of results and these kind of action almost seemingly every Sunday that we've gotten so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the longest price though, 
that has been hit. And this was a non-designated uh, event. That was Siwoo Kim at 50 mm -hmm. to 1 at the Sony Open in Hawaii. But Siwoo is a proven winner. Right. I mean, he's won a few times on the PGA Tour. So, you, you know, my rose that I hit at Pebble Beach, he was only like mid-30s. Yeah. You know, he probably at a bigger event would have been like 60 or 70 to 1 or something like that. You're just not seeing the longer shots. Now, maybe this week at the Honda yeah. is going to be the outlier to that, obviously, because it's in the worst spot in the schedule. Yeah, the, that's, the fact that's that, really you know, killing me. We'll get to yeah. we'll get to that in a minute, real quick. Okay. Before we wrap up on the Genesis Tiger Woods, I think we need to talk about him a little bit. Um, you know, I think even with after all the questioning, right? Tiger's still saying, "Hey, this is uh, this is a long road back for me. The only thing I really expect to play for the rest of my career is majors, and maybe what you know some of these tournaments here and there. But it's all going to depend on my health." Um, Wes, I think as golf fans, we can all appreciate what we saw over the weekend. Finishes Sunday with a seventy-three. Uh, not ideal, but we're talking about finishing the tournament one under par for Tiger Woods, a guy that I had a miscut bet on. I think we all kind of bet, bet against in different ways. I, I had but to sweat that Luke Donald. The Luke Donald. <laughs> I love you guys got that. That only Luke got Donald there by one. one. Yeah, only got there by, by one. Um, hey, your big reaction to Tiger was obvious. It was great to see him. Um, I'll be honest. It was awesome to watch him all this weekend. It was great. It was great to see him on Sunday. Uh, playing in a tournament. Man, was I happy, though, when he got off the golf course so we could actually switch the TV coverage back oh, around. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Mentioned. So, so you know what? Thank you, Tyre, because it doesn't sound like we're going to have to deal with that too many times throughout a year, but great to see him back. And great, great to see him, uh, I mean, hitting some great shots. Right. Though. Yeah, and, and where I was really impressed, I think the big takeaway for me, I, I looked at his driving distance. He was 18th in the field for driving distance of yeah. the 60 plus guys that made the cut he was at, i think his average drive was 298.7 so yeah he wasn't necessarily and he was hitting it out there in the first two days some of yeah. those drives with jt and with mcelroy is uh uh he gave justin thomas a certain gift which uh uh made a big <laughs> kerfuffle on social media that i'm not going to go into that any further but you know I, the fact that he was hit that, 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 you know, it looked like some distance was back with yeah. it. And, and, and that, that's what really surprised me. Now I think, you know, there is the debate, you know, some people are saying, Hey, Tiger's going to win again. Maybe he will. I think he'd be an underdog to do that, but you can kind of see in what you mentioned a minute ago, he's only going to play majors and select tournaments. And I think those select tournaments are going to be places where he's going to be familiar because mm -hmm. there was a discussion of like, and he was very non-committal of where you were going to see him next when he talked to Amanda Bionis and uh, Kira yeah. Nixon of golf channel. But I have a feeling maybe Bay Hill because yeah. he can still get into Bay Hill because he has the lifetime tour exemption and I, he's a former winner like if tiger woods wants to play in the arnold palmer invitational he's gonna play yeah, they'll, they'll and he's find gonna a have way. a spot they'll find yeah, a way for it one way or the other yeah <laughs> and that's where i think maybe is an event that he can sneaky compete in not because you know take a side that he's won the thing like seven times right. but the fact that the scoring you know he's never gonna win an event to me again where you got to shoot like 20 under to win the thing mm. he's just not now, I think we're, when, when maybe there's some wind or, you know, the weather can be a, a little bit difficult on some of the other guys, I think on courses where he can grind, he can compete. I'm not going to say he's going to win Bay Hill if he enters, but I think he can be competitive because 
you we've seen over the last couple of years, you're not shooting 15 under to win that thing. Right. You're shooting in the low sing a low to mid single digits to win that thing. So that might be a place where he's got, I think that'd be a good test for him physically too, especially if it's windy that first week of March and, and whatnot. I mean, maybe he waits until the masters, but I have a feeling he might play one event before Yeah, and it would either be Bay Hill or Valspar. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me either. I, I thought that, I thought the one thing that was refreshing from, from him this week was, is, I, I mean, look, I think this is just kind of where he's at in his career, but he, he was, I thought, amazingly honest almost after every round about kind of what was working for him and what wasn't. And the one right. thing I found interesting was him talking about, you know, how the injuries ha- have a, are affecting him on the tee, but, it, but affecting him where he's not as able, he's not able to hit as many a variety of shots off the tee as he's used to, but kind mm-hmm. of his one go to shot. I don't know if you caught him saying this at all, but his kind of go-to shot off the tee that he's been using for 20 plus years is the only, is the one thing that's working for him. Okay. Right now. And uh, you know, it, it works on some holes and it doesn't work on others. So that's where he was kind of getting himself uh, into trouble. Anything left, uh, anything more to say on the Genesis before we head to the Honda class? Well, no, I mean, I know it didn't work out and look, I, I had some uh, placement, markets that you know negated a lot of the losses that ended up being a net negative for me made up for by what happened in thailand but you know that's what you have to do is you have to be able to use these markets they can mitigate losses where it's not like okay you're betting the same number on every outright and then all of a sudden you've had a terrible week you know unless you know unless you have the each way or or the placement markets so look I, i i thought a very fun event and uh Unfortunately for you guys, didn't get Max home a home, but we are on to next week. Yeah, that's right. No, and with it is for for people out there, they've heard us bring that bring that up many times before. Guess what? We're going to continue to bring it up because I think that's the best. Uh, I think that's the best educational thing we can bring to to golf betters out there. I know everybody wants to hit those seventy to ones and fifty to ones and forty to ones. Outrights is not not where you're going to continue to build your bankroll on. It is those finishing position bets. It's those tournament matchups. Those are like Wes said, even if it means having a small, a small losing week, it's not a gigantic lose or, or a big losing week that keeps eating away at your bankroll where all you're doing is betting outright. So you should definitely be exploring different ways, uh, more, more so now than ever, in my opinion, with what we're seeing with Rom do. Uh, I know that I've dialed back the amount of outrights that I'm firing on every week uh, to look more into, you know, bet more into those markets. Mm -hmm. All right. We head to the Honda classic this week. Um, This tournament I covered for years working down in South Florida. Absolutely love it. Wes, you and I have talked about this several times before Uh, this course, one of the toughest tests of golf we will see all year on the PGA tour. I used to complain year after year about all these guys. And I'm, I'm talking to you, Tiger, Rory, Ricky. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. Justin, I mean, how many of these guys live within 20 miles of this golf course and never show up because the course is too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming from their perspective, it takes too much time for them to prep for it that they don't want to waste that time when they could just take a week off. It's sad. Um, However, with these elevated events now, Wes, I think, I think it's on the Honda that they might need to, in the Honda who's losing that sponsorship. Right, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's time for those tournament directors to start considering another course in the area. And, and, and stop me if you think I'm crazy here, but I'm thinking, I think the, 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 the toughness of this tournament keeps those guys away. And now that it's kind of in between all these elevated events, I think if you actually picked an easier scoring course in South Florida, in that same area, there's plenty to choose from. Um, I think you could get more of these big, big name guys to play who might be looking at it as more of a tune-up event for what they're going to get in the rest of the Florida swing. And Honda Classic fans like myself out there, that sucks to hear, but I think it's just more the reality of the state of golf right now. Yeah, I agree. And look, uh, you know, this is a PGA National, the course that you mentioned in Palm Beach Gardens. This is a Jack Nicklaus design. Of course, the uh, the beneficiary of this event is run by Barbara Nicholas, Jack's wife, uh, the Nicholas Children's healthcare foundation which honda by the way this event i think raised like six and a half million dollars last year honda actually you mentioned that they're not going to sponsor this after this year they are the longest running title sponsor on the pga tour they have been out there for over 40 years in this event so now you need to find a new sponsor do they go back to like uh, it used to be at the country club at marisol or tpc heron bay you know a lot of probably what they haven't gone away from PGA national is because Jack is the redesigner of this. Uh, uh, George and Tom Fazio uh, uh, went ahead and designed this in the early eighties, but there's a ton of history in this event, you know, back when it was Jackie Gleason as the host. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of great winners that have won this event, a kind of a who's who of golf. I would hate to see it go. Yeah, <laughs> I would too, but we're talking about, Okay, the field this week that we've got at the Honda. Shane Lowry, a guy I bet on last week at 125 to 1, Wes, is now second in this field at 14 to 1, right at the top of the outright board. Sung JM 9 to 1, Shane Lowry 14 to 1, Min Woo Lee 22 to 1, Danny McCarthy 22 to 1, mm-hmm. Alex Noren 22 to 1, Matt Kuchar, who we saw play well last week, 25 to 1, Kirk, uh, Chris Kirk 25 to 1, Aaron Wise 25 to 1, everybody else from there 30 to one or longer uh par 70 we're looking at over a little over 7100 yards only two par fives on this course with it being a a par 70 you got plenty of water we haven't seen a lot of water over the past couple weeks you're going to see a lot of water here uh 15 water holes here this is the most over the past three years more balls go in the water at this course than any other course on the pga tour um look this is this is tough everywhere right this is another really like a very it's a it's a tough test to golf just like last week was just in a very different way right yeah absolutely uh you know when we had no water at riviera and then you got water on 15 of 18 holes here so you know this is you're gonna make bogeys here you're gonna make double bogeys here and you, you just gotta i think you look at the winning scores of the recent winners Sepp Straka won this at 10 under, Matt Jones 12 under, Sun JM 6 under, Keith Mitchell 9 under, Justin Thomas 8 under. So you've had some big names like JT, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Rory McElroy win here at short prices, but you've had bombs here too. Sepp Straka last year 125 to 1, Patty Harrington 400 to 1, Russell Henley, Michael Thompson each at 300 to 1. So some of those names you mentioned like that are in the field at the top of the board just don't have the win equity to bet them so short. Yeah. So this is where I think you probably start in the mid range this, 
this week. And this might be a week, you know, we talk about, hey, don't try to hit these bombs every week, especially in these elevated events. This might be one where you can go a little bit down the board here. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know if there's, I don't know how heavy of a betting week this is going to be for right. me. You're, you're right. I think that's probably the best strategy to go with. You got, uh, you don't have, you don't have, I mean, look, are, do, are Sungjae and Shane Lowry deserve to be in the spots that they are absolutely they they are by i think it's not even close the two best players in this field this week i think one of the guys that i was i was looking i was hoping to get a shane lowry number that would be bettable but I'm, i don't know yeah. if i'm jumping in on him at 25 25 i might have taken a shot but exactly. not at 14 and if of course, Shane Lowry's got the scar tissue last year when mm-hmm. he was the co-leader on AT&T on Sunday. Then it started to pour down rain. Sepp Straka finishes a couple of groups ahead of him, and Shane Lowry ends up second. Yeah, one of my 13 second-place finishes uh, last year. Uh, up to three already this year, uh, Wes. It's getting fun already. It's, uh, it's becoming fun. I would say the one shorter shot guy I had my eye on uh, is Chris Kirk. At 20, uh, I was seeing 25-1 to 1 at DraftKings. Hoping to shop around, maybe find a better number than that. Chris Kirk uh, miscut uh, at the at the Phoenix Open, mm-hmm. but we saw a couple of nice finishes from earlier in the year. Third at the Amex, third at the Sony Open. Uh, this is a guy who's you know found success here before in the past, playing this pretty well. He was T seven last year, T twenty five the year before that. So I don't know. I you know we're gonna get into everything, all of our bets, all of our stats. Yeah that we're looking at in tomorrow's long shots. But as far as names that I was considering off the bat, uh, he was one of them. Now that I've seen the odds, at least I, Shane Lowry, I was hoping to bet, but I didn't think the jump was going to be as big as it was, I guess, uh, to, to his odds being cut so low. Um, you know, Harris English, another guy to possibly look at this week. He finished well last week. Uh, another guy who has good history on this course. Um, as well again we'll get into everything tomorrow though as far as what we're looking at to bet in the honda classic tomorrow matt brown will be back with us wes any final thoughts on the honda or the genesis before we get out of here no i i think that look i know that this is a weak field the honda classic you know based on you know right pga tour standards but there's still a lot of opportunity here and there's still a lot of guys playing for various motivations you mentioned one of them earlier minwoo lee a lot of these international players trying to get in that top 50 in the official world golf ranking which gets you in the masters if you're there at the end of the month so a lot of different motivations for a lot of different guys this week should be a good event Yep, absolutely. I love watching it every year. That's for sure. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. I'm Kelly Bidlin signing off here on a Monday episode of Long Shots. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, to break it all down for you at the Honda Classic. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.